3: So Jeff Hurst, the trailer booking and Billy Bones. I'm proud of our West
1: Ham United. We celebrate our victories.
2: We stick together in defeat. I'm proud of our history. A West Ham United. More than just a poor frost. More than
1: just a poor. Good evening, good afternoon or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9, episode 44 and we could have the most episodes ever in the 9 seasons we've been going this uh season. Um back the the gang of four backing town again. Uh we have this John John. How are you? Where are you? What are you doing? Where are you whatever
4: uh, I'm well. I'm talking to you in my loft all good
3: good, good,
0: good. Um,
3: uh George, where are you what are you doing? I am at home uh sitting
1: here recording a podcast with you
0: uh. Um,
1: and last but not least uh, Nigel where are you and what are you doing
0: i mean shed 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 man shed man
2: shed
1: man shed man we probably need another jingle actually um George, could you do a loft man for your, for your dad? Yeah, well, I kind same...
3: of well, feel that that ship sailed a bit, to be honest. I think we, yeah. we've probably done, yeah,
1: we've man done it to death now, to, we? Uh, yeah, to death, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're back 72 days without football or Premier League football because we've had Bundesliga football, um, Bundes- well, Bundesliga,
3: Bundesliga,
1: Bundesliga, Bundesliga, yeah. Bundesliga. um the premier league met again today um Ooh. and they finally they finally voted for something i don't know if you've seen they voted um for to resume training uh tomorrow Woo-hoo. as long as all the tests um are negative however and this is big however they haven't voted for a date actually to restart the premier league because there's still lots of agreements on that so stage 1 is complete got the green light uh, they still have to socially distance. There's no contact. Uh, they have to be tested twice a week, um, but it, at least it's a start. Let's start. We have had a little bit of football. Let's start with talking about the German football. Did, did who watched um, <laughs> Bundesliga? Uh, who watched it? The Germans don't speak about the Germans. I think I've got away with it once. Um, let's start with you, Nigel. Did you did you watch any of this? Yavol. <laughs> and yeah very good mine's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> it, it it was a record apparently in for German Sky with 6 million viewers but only only about 200,000 people watched it in the UK so it wasn't a major success What, what which, which game, game did you game? watch and which had, game did I watch I think he said which game didn't I watch
0: uh Watched, you watched all of them, did well, you? <laughs> no, I watched uh, Dortmund, 4-0. Yeah. Uh, then I watched the game after, which is terrible because I've forgotten who that was now. Um, <laughs> memorable. It was. Uh, and then I watched Cologne. Well, I watched the second half Cologne-Mainz yesterday. And then I watched Bayern Munich uh, yesterday.
1: Oh, wow. You really went
0: for it, didn't you? Yes, I did. And tonight, I will watch, uh, hopefully, Leverkusen get beat by Werder Bremen. But I don't I expect Leverkusen to win that.
1: Wow, you really are going for the German. Um, well, obviously, you know, uh, since
0: being out there, I started to take a bit more notice. I used to watch bits and pieces of it anyway. To be fair, it is a league that I've kept up to date with in it's past in blood, years. mate, isn't it?
4: It's in really
0: blood. Well, yeah. you know, it is in the blood, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm not one of these people who's so desperate for football. I watch, you know, I watch, I'm, I'm watching that. I I have an interest in it. Cologne's the team that I, I quite like. Well, Rosner Brook in the league below. But if it's on, you know, I'm going to watch it. About three of us watched it in my shed Saturday, the, the um, Dortmund game. And, it went, and to be fair, Dortmund looked really good. Um, I can give you a German um, update from it if you want. Go on, then. So, uh, Nigel, bit pill on Saturday. The 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 yellow wall crowd, voiceless. Football without sound needs getting used to. He watched three more ghost matches over the weekend. And, yes, decent football for such a short preparation. Dortmund, in particular, Harland's the king. He put, overall, the games were less physical than usual. Some defences still in distancing mode. Uh, he says, watch Cologne's late equaliser by Mainz, which should Cologne were 2 new up and it weren't you know, in the early second half and then Mainz come back, a uh, bad goal to give it away. Uh, technically, good and pacey teams are in advantage as long as the hard boys restrain themselves. He says, on a positive, he noticed there was less moaning and mass protesting around the ref without a crowd to show if the players behaved much calmer and forgot about their usual cheating, even though how long that will last. Now to the fans, Ultras behaved as well and stayed away this time, he says, though had some silent protest going. Cologne Ultras placed an actual sofa onto yeah, that. a huge and empty forecourt or the stadium with a sprayed text on it saying stadium instead of sofa against Ghost
1: Games, shite DFB. So You took one of my stories there, I have one of the stories about the sofa, but there was another protest saying it was too early and that football is not football without supporters and they, they, they pleaded, they put posters all around Cologne saying um, they needed to wait until supporters could return for football to return. Right, Uh well, what did you make make of the atmosphere? I mean, obviously <laughs> there were no <laughs> what stupid <laughs> questions. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, well, that's what. All I right. Well, uh, all the lack of, well, uh, yeah. all right, My question is, what what did you make of the lack of atmosphere? It just with the echoes and the the German shout. It just seemed a bit
0: weird. Yeah, it was quite. Cool. I mean, yeah. I, the other game I watched was on track Frankfurt, who lost to Borussia and Munchen Um, but. <laughs> It, 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 you know, it is weird. It reminds me a lot of like a reserve match or a practice match, in that you can hear the, the, you can hear everything that's being said. It's quite funny that the subs have to sit. You know, for it looked like they were sitting three, four meters apart, and then when yeah. when they come on the field, it was weird because some players, when the goals went in, they wouldn't stand or celebrate. They would celebrate apart. Some were doing, like, a weird arm touch instead of handshakes, but you're still touching. And then one player forgot himself and actually grabbed his mate around the head, and his mate
1: sort of went, no. Um, well, they're being tested twice a week, but you're right. The, the, um, the subs are sitting four metres apart and wearing masks, but then when they get called on, they take off their masks and start yeah, contact. But, and,
0: and not only that is, they all stand in a wall next to each other. Yeah. So, it, what for me? What that is is that that's that's an overbearing of being seen to be doing the right thing, rather than actually everybody going. You know what? We know what it's like. You just crack on, sit next to each other. You know, because it is nonsense. It's all about being seen to be doing the right things. So the people outside of football
1: can't point the finger. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. So, um. Apparently, um, Bundesliga had, uh, I think, six weeks of preparation, and that's, that's come yeah. up a, a, yeah. a lot. Uh, before before I move on to the Premier League, let's talk to to uh, George, because he loves his football. He watches all the football he can. You must have watched it over the weekend, George.
3: Uh, I did turn it on. Uh, I didn't last very long, though, if I'm honest. I, uh... <laughs> really? How long I, did you uh, last, George? I think I watched until they went 3-0 up. I watched Schalke Dortmund. Okay. Um, and when Dortmund went 3-0 up, I got distracted and, and did other things. But, yeah, it, it, it kept me entertained for 45 minutes-ish, probably. But it was very strange. Will you be watching again or not? Um, probably not. I don't know. If, if there's any big games coming up, are there any big derbies or big teams playing big teams? Um, I might tune in, but just just um, games like Leverkusen versus Werder Bremen that, might, that Nigel's looking forward to doesn't really do it for me.
1: Okay, and 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 last but not least, John did did uh, did you um, watch the Germans?
4: Germans, I made a point of finding it and turning it on, and I obviously the first game I turned on was the Dortmund game. And had a quick conversation with George to see what channels and where it was on. And his thing to me was, this isn't quite right here because I don't think Dortmund's quite a 4-0 or 3-0 at the time team in front of Schalke so easily. Um, but well, I was yeah. going to ask
1: that question, actually, John, and I didn't ask the other two. Do you think the playing behind closed doors changed it? I mean, I don't know, know enough about German football. Yeah,
4: I don't either. But I mean, that was... George, maybe ask George, but I, I mean, I I watched ten minutes of it and then turned it off. And
3: when they did something well, that,
0: else, that, that's a local derby, so that would be Arsenal v Tottenham. Yeah, and Schalke are a the team, are they?
3: They're, they're yeah, I think they, they? Yeah, I
0: think they were fifth or sixth in in the table. Dortmund was second, four points behind Munich. Schalke were fifth or sixth.
3: Yeah,
1: why do West Ham fans? Why do West Ham fans like Dortmund so much? We did a a, a poll, and they came out. Better than any other club, like twenty eight percent. I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's West Ham fans per se. Um, that's not my phone, because it's off. Um, oh my. So I think it's the fact is that Dortmund, uh, the, the experience. It's weird. It's become like a tourist club, but while keeping its its heart in a way. Because well,
4: Dortmund essentially are historically the underdog, weren't they? Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bayern Munich are what you would call the Manchester United of um, the Bundesliga dominated. I mean, if you look at um, up front for who's the Polish striker, uh, Lewandowski. Lewandowski, they got him from Dortmund and he played for Dortmund under Klopp. Uh, Klopp, when at Dortmund, sort of broke the Bayern Munich. Um, run, managed to win the title. Uh, I think he won a cup as well. Did You know, he was like a legend, at Klopp, uh, Dortmund. And Dortmund, Fun enough, produced a lot of the uh, junior coaches, came over. So Wagner, who was coach of Schalke, uh, mm. was a Dortmund junior coach. Um, there was another one that was managing over here. Oh, uh, the Norwich manager. It talks a bit funny. Um quite quite a good manager actually, but he, he's a Farker, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> so Oi. Uh, Family Show. Sorry about that. Uh so he he's he's from the Dortmund like Academy and worked under Klopp, I believe. So you know, and eighty thousand fans they get, I think they can get thirty thousand on that terracing or, or you know. And and the atmosphere is you know, E a big um, whose text I've read out, he's a big Dortmund fan. It's it's weird that what I found out over there is that Dortmund and Cologne are, are close to each other. There's like Gladback, Leverkusen, Dortmund, Schalke, all very close together. But Dortmund and Cologne are like buddy clubs to the point that the ultras sometimes will go away to games together. Especially if Leverkusen's in town because both Dortmund and Cologne hate Leverkusen. So the Ultras may buddy up to have a go.
3: Um, cool, you anyway, do, you do know your German football,
2: don't yeah, you? Yeah, right? I do. I think you <laughs> do. do. <laughs> you
0: know, this, it's it. not a German football I know, podcast. So, well, <laughs> we could do one, you know. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, Perhaps that's next week, you know. So um, it, it's, Maybe
1: you get EB on and do German football. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll ask him. I'll text him and say, do you want to yeah. come on? Yeah.
1: Anyway. One last, before we move on from the Germans, one last German connection (laughs) to West Ham. Um, Reese Oxford did an interview with TalkSport. Did anyone watch that? No. He he was explaining, um, I don't know if you know, but he wasn't on the bench. He wasn't in the team. He was on the bench at the weekend. He wasn't on the bench though, was he? Not on the line I saw, he was. Well, the lineup I saw, he wasn't on the bench because I looked out for it. Well, I look sad. He hasn't
0: remembered that they're having five subs now you can bring on, so they've doubled
1: the amount of subs you well, can have. I looked, I looked, at, uh, it was soccer base or whatever, and I couldn't find him. What What I heard is he hasn't played since November. In the last few games in March before they stopped, he hasn't been on the bench or anything. He's made, I think, eight appearances, and six of them have been like late in the half, and he's had two starts. Um, But in his interview, he basically said, look, I respect West Ham 100%. I I will never feel ill of them. They gave me my start, but there were too many players. I couldn't see a career path, so I left to fulfil my dreams, which I thought was a bit dubious, considering he hasn't really hit it off in Germany, or am I being unfair to the the 21-year-old?
0: For me, I watched him a bit in the under-23s for West Ham and he he was head and shoulders, the best player there. I don't know whether it was because we kept sending out on loan whether he thought that because of what he did against Arsenal and then following that, that he felt he should have been in and around the squad more often than he was. I think he forgot how young he was, to be fair. But when he he was in the under-23s, he was... um, he was. I mean, I've just checked. Reece Oxford was on the bench.
1: He was, was he? Yeah. Oh, well, I better update my story because I said he wasn't on the bench. Yeah, he was. I uh, just
0: checked on the Bundesliga English website. He didn't come on, though, did he? No, he didn't. Right. Uh, okay. I'll just double check for Fair you. No, he didn't come on, no. All right. I better update that story. To, <laughs> uh, thanks, Nigel. No. Do, do you want to know how many games he's played? I. F- Thought it was right in two eight. of the previous eight games of the season. Reece Oxford
1: was in the starting lineup. That's what I said. So oh, he has been playing. Yeah, I said he played. I st- he started twice. He's got eight appearances. Remember that they're towards the end. But he hasn't. He hadn't had a appearance on the pitch since November last year.
4: He's played but in is 23 now. Back. Is that it? Is he a permanent move? Is that a, yeah, yeah, he it? Yeah, it was a permanent
1: a, move. You forget how young he is. He's
0: only twenty-one. <laughs>
1: million euros, John. But all of that money went to him and the agent because he had to take such a big pay cut from 20 grand a week that he was on at West Ham to go to Germany. Uh, It was part of the deal that he basically got the transfer fee. There must be,
4: I mean, when he came in under Bilic and that Arsenal game and all that, there, there must be a reason why they didn't keep him, or Billich didn't keep him in the squad, and didn't carry on playing him. There well, must, not just must Billich, be a reason but, for but it.
1: Pellegrini as well. And and you know, I, I don't. Think yeah, well, that's said. part of. I mean,
4: once he after that that sort of breakthrough performance under Billich, there must be a reason why Billich didn't keep him. Time,
1: before. Charlie. Big time child. Well, I think his. it's an age thing. Fell, out. I think it was Fell he was in 16. with the wrong crowd. Well, you know, you say, I think it was because he
0: was 16. You know, no, uh, only, I mean, Wayne Rooney was 17. What 16-year-old comes in, makes his debut, and stays in the first team? No,
4: no I can't no, think of any. Not the first team, but in the squad, you know.
0: Well, I can't even think I mean, of
1: many 16-year-olds that do that. I was just, it was a similar story to Big Sam. Big Sam has been on TalkSport almost continually, obviously bored at home. But he, he talked about Ravel Morrison and said, we tried to do everything for that boy. You know, he just, I mean, they, he basically said he's got mental health problems and he's he's he couldn't be helped. He said, we tried everything for that boy. Even
0: tried getting a new agent. <laughs> Where's the fangs? <laughs> <thanks? laughs> oh, allegedly. allegedly. Alle- I'm sorry, allegedly. Allegedly
1: allegedly anyway let's move on to the Premier League so I said the 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 Premier League meeting have voted to return I'm sure you've seen the tents at Rush Green uh, where they're testing um, um, funny enough I got a call late at night caused a bit of a I said and I got told that that Declan Rice was a big story on the back page of a picture of him you know all for the wrong reasons it turned out to be a picture of him having his temperature taken and blowing into a peak flow meter so it shows you what happens in in the journalist circles, but there were pictures of these tents in Rush Green um, and Rice and Noble with uh, Nolan and um, Moy's training last week, one-on-one uh, they're supposed to go back in groups of five tomorrow, but a number of players have come out and said, um, they still think uh, it's wrong. Manuel Lazzini said um, it's, there shouldn't be football until there's a vaccine, uh, and he said it's too early to return. Um, Cresswell said no one's listening to the um, to the players. He, he said on Twitter last weekend, um, and also he backed Sam Allardyce, saying there should be a players' poll by the PFA. Apparently, there's been no players' poll. Noble has been one of the most vocal in the meetings I had last week with the players and the managers. Apparently him and Troy Deeney have been the two big people. And my favourite player, I like to pronounce him, Balbwana, Balbrainer, whatever he is, uh, was quoted by the um, uh, a radio station saying many West Ham players didn't want to play. Interestingly enough... A source close to the club contacted Clarence Hugh and said, actually, he's been, it was lost in translation. He's, it, the, his words have been taken out of context and he meant that people just have concerns, but but they're not alone. Uh, Wayne Rooney has said the same. Raheem Sterling has, said, has pretty much said the same. And and um, Steve Bruce of Newcastle obviously came out and said, you need five or six weeks of, pre-season training before you can start. So the earliest you can start is the, the end of June. Um, I'll start with you again, Nigel. Um, do, do you make the players and the managers right? I mean, Moyes said something similar, that, that we should delay the start till the end of June rather than the 12th or 19th that have been touted by the Premier League. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I watched Troy Deeney on GMTV this morning. Uh, yeah. with Piers Morgan, even though Piers, you know, uh, who's supposed to be a rabid interviewer, asking difficult questions, uh, never once brought up why, if Troy didn't want to play, would he be prepared to earn no money? Even though apparently he has in public said, you know, he's prepared to do that, but they still hid be on the PFA. Um, anyway, by the by, yes, I think it's right. He says at the moment, he's happy with the way it's been arranged with the training. They're being tested twice a week. It's being split up. You know, so he's called it a free phase. So there's like a phase one, which they're in.
1: Yeah. He said about
0: 85% of footballers were were happy with our phase one's going to be organized. He said that drops down to about 30% of footballers when it goes to phases two and even less for phase three which is playing. So it seems like to me that the Premier League are shooting themselves in the foot by doing this piecemeal. The problem is they get a deadline, which we knew four or five weeks ago was May the 25th. And every week it's, you know, I said it a couple of weeks ago, they're going to do the decision on May the 25th. And here we are. Well, apparently they're going to ask
1: for a. Well, they're asked for an extension. Is the latest I hear that they will oh, ask. So
0: they want to have another meeting after that. Well, yes, yeah, they do. So, yeah, well,
1: well, know, that's exactly so, what I hear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So therefore, they're better off starting at the end of June. Give the players the most amount of time possible, and remember that the numbers are still going down. The numbers are still going down. I don't know about today. Yesterday, announced only hundred odd people died. Not only but 100-odd people died. You can't believe, anyway, Sunday's figures because they're skewed because of the weekend. So we've got to wait and see um, probably for what Wednesday's figures are to get a better feeling for what's actually been going on. But then again, last weekend, there was 200-odd people down. So if we're saying in six weeks' times, if it's still sliding downwards, then the games with the testing, and if everything's in place... I can't see a, you know, as long, at the end of the day, the players have got to be happy, though.
1: Okay. Well, let's move on to John. John, same question, oh. but also, also adding Premier League have been accused over the last few days of a lack of leadership. They've got a new chairman. I forget his name. Apparently, he's told all Big the... masters Masters. Been told all of the um, the Premier League chairman not to leak anything. Uh, there's a new CEO, only starting last November. I thought that was the the, the Richard Masters guy, the new CEO. Uh, there's been calls to bring back Richard Scudamore as well to sort the mess out. <laughs> um, what what do you think, John? Do you, do you think it's too soon to bring back football in on the 12th or the 19th, and and they should listen to the players and leave it to the end of June or even July?
4: Well, yeah, Anyway, I think Scudamore is sat there with his feet up on his little payoff he got. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't see any harm in leaving it till as late as they can and so everyone's comfortable in doing it. I mean, I think there's got to be a, a realisation point for everybody, I think, that this might be with us forever. This may not, we may not get a vaccine. We, you know, we, we might just have to learn how to live differently now i think i said this the other week in my industry we got called back to work we're all back to work and we're all trying to be socially distant and doing the best we can now we've given everybody the choice to come to work or not come to work and i don't see any harm in maybe doing it on that basis on the fact of we're going to try and make this we can't make it 100% 100% safe, we can't make it 100% safe for teachers, we can't make it 100% safe for anybody who's going back to work, but we can make it as safe as we possibly can and then you can then choose to come back to work. Yeah. Now if people being footballers on high money and contracts, if they choose not to come back to work I think then the they should be given the option for the clubs or whatever to suspend their contracts so they don't well, have they don't have to pay them anymore, because,
1: and their say contracts say won't run Sky out. Sky News Sky News reported yesterday that an unknown club chairman. It wasn't David Sullivan because it was far too long um, and articulate. Um, <laughs> but he oh, said oh. Uh, he said he said that um, basically he thought that if players didn't return to training they shouldn't get paid. He said he was not sure if it was legal or, or how it would be done. But he said, if you don't return to training, you shouldn't get paid.
4: Yeah. But but see, I, or go I on the
1: furlough scheme as you've suggested before, yeah. John,
4: let them yeah, get you 625 get paid.
1: Yeah. pound a week and see how they do. Then
4: get paid a minimum amount, but you know, but then the other side of it for footballers, particularly they could then sit out their contract and then become a free yeah. agent. And then they'll benefit yeah. in a year's time or yeah. whatever. So I think if you if you get the right to suspend their contract and pay them a minimum amount if they choose not to play, yeah. and then you know if they come up with something like that and then give people the option to play, then I think they're doing everything they can. You know, you can't force people to play if they're uncomfortable and have got a sense of fear and concern. Yeah, but the other side of that is. So of all the people that work in the supermarkets, so of all the people that work in the schools, all the hospitals, it's not all right. You're jumping around and kicking whatever out of each other, but you know if you can control yourself and not spit over each other and roll about and cuddle each other, you know the risk can be minimised. But I can understand people being concerned and should be given the option. Was
3: there was there much spitting at the weekend, Nigel, in the German games?
1: You
3: noticed, notice? no. So they they are able to control that then.
1: Oh uh, yeah, uh, I obviously one of the reports came at, from the Premier League as a protocol. You should turn your face away after tackling, which sounds hilarious. I'd I'd like to see that happening. I'm going to move on to George. George. George, it looks like there's going to been a U two U turn uh, on uh, neutral grounds. So you know the idea of neutral grounds seems to have gone away now after 12 clubs. Uh, um, voiced their concern against it. They didn't vote. Um, the London Mayor Sadiq Khan, a personal friend of yours, says he doesn't want football back in London. Uh, well, why is he a it a personal friend of mine? Because it was the epicenter of of the uh, pandemic in the UK. But actually, the figures last Friday, um, and it's not a medical podcast, say it's the safest place in the UK at the moment with an R rating of 0.4. And there were only 24 new cases on Friday. I don't know what they were on Saturday or Sunday or today, but only 24 cases. And, and the paper said, look, at that rate, it would almost disappear from London. Um, do you yeah, think the it faces could... At
4: the moment.
1: Yeah, but, you know, maybe the rest of the game should be played in London. What what What's your view on the return? Is it too soon? Can it be played on June? Can it be played on July? Or do you just not care? You'll see it when it comes. Uh,
3: well, yeah, that's just, There's a bit of me that just feels, like, you know, I'm a bit like this. If it's out of my control, then I don't tend to worry about it too much. But the uh, I I don't think, well, it is a bit like we just have to ask people who wants to play, who doesn't, I think. And it comes back when it comes back. And that choice is made by the employees which are the players and if if Mm. if they feel it's unsafe for them to return to work then they have the choice not to um i don't think we should be forcing or making people feel like they need to do anything
1: um one thing i don't if that means you know you're
3: gonna have a team full of youth players then so be it
1: well that that's what might happen so one thing i don't understand so all the players are being tested on sunday they're being tested weekly twice weekly but no anti-gen tests are being done. I, I asked people at the Premier League and at West Ham this, and I don't understand. If you or I or anyone here wanted a um, uh, an anti-gen test, you can buy one from a private um, lab in Cheshire. It costs £125. Um, a number of journalists have had them done. It's 99.6% accurate, as you know. The are they available now,
4: then, are they, sure?
1: They're available now privately in a clinic, Obviously, the government have ordered a load of them from the, the Swiss company Roche um, for public testing. But if you if you want to pay £125, you could do it now. Well, clubs could do that. They could test all of their players now, antigen general tests, to see who's had it. Because some people might have had symptoms. But they don't want to do that. And I don't understand. Wouldn't that give certain players um, some kind of, you know assurance if, if they've already got the antibodies because there is another uh, sort of related to this some other clubs have moaned and I think Aguero still abroad um, some people actually were allowed to leave the country some players were allowed to leave the country before lockdown and they're abroad back in their home countries and there's travel restrictions of them coming back to the UK and even if they do come back to the UK they're subject to two weeks of self-isolation so it's not as simple as, and on one of those is one of the bottom six. I can't remember which club it was. Now, West Ham have told me that none, no West Ham players are abroad. None of them got given permission. They're all in the UK. But that's another factor. If some people that we're going to be playing haven't managed to bring all their players back, or, as I was talking to Nigel earlier, there may be a situation where some teams have got nothing to play with uh, for. Just put out their youth teams because they don't care. You know they're not going for Europe. They're not going to be relegated. They can't get a bit, any big position. I'm thinking of someone like Man City. Why, why, why risk putting out your best players? Do Do you agree with that, George?
3: I'm chatting away on mute. Sorry that that makes <laughs> that that makes sense to me. I think you know, there are going to be clubs that have nothing to play for. So why risk your superstars? Yeah, um, yeah. At the same time, you're paying them an extortionate amount of money and you probably want them to perform for your team. But I don't know. There's no right or wrong answer, is there? It's just no, like no. we kind of said, it's just going to pan out the well, way it pans out and it, and tells, and it everything podcast, will adapt okay. to that way. I know it does. I know it does, but I, I personally struggle to talk about and speculate um yeah. about things that I, I don't really know much about and yeah it's just everyone's an expert will like be. on
1: social media everyone was an expert on german football over the weekend suddenly yeah. well, you well, know, it turns
3: out easy. nigel actually is so yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, last bit on premier league but because there were a number of new methods to, to so if the season can't finish as as uh Nigel said, or, or was it John said before that a number of players said, you know, Troy Deeney was saying, "Who was saying? Who watched Troy Deeney this morning?" Man. Who's me, Nigel? <laughs> Nigel, um, <laughs> it just didn't sound like you. Um, so, a number you you said Troy Deeney said that a number of people were not backing uh, phase two or three. Well, if the season can't finish, there's still talk. So we know about points per game and weighted points per game. Weighted points per game, we're in tick um weighted points per game we're relegated uh. so so obviously they had to come up this week with new ways so so one was and i don't know if you saw this it came from espn and apparently it was considered by the french league but was rejected roll back to week 19 which is the week so game week 19 was when we'd played everyone once or roll back to week 27 when everybody had played the same amount of games now Nigel, I'll come to you. (laughs) What again? One of them would relegate West Ham, and one of them wouldn't. Yeah, I think rolling back the week nineteen would relegate
0: us. It would, yeah. Rolling rolling back the week.
1: I mean,
0: the the, the problem you have here, if it's not decided by football, then the way I see it is between us and Bournemouth who gets relegated if it's done on paper.
1: But but, but you say that if it's done on paper, hold up, if
0: it's done on paper whoever the relegated club is, will be looking possibly to go down a legal route. So, and that's why, another reason why, you know, I'm not in favour of null and void or not in favour of it being done on paper. Because as bad as it is behind closed doors, at least it's done on the football pitch.
4: But if it can't be, and if it's not done on the football pitch, then I think it should be null and void and
1: that should be the only Well, they've, they've discounted that. Well, so I don't, already, again, financially, I think that's a big problem. Well, they can't do it. So basically, at the last um, Premier League meeting last Monday, not this Monday, they were told the FA has a special power, and we talked about this last week, have a special power to block it. The EFL have threatened legal action. So basically, all clubs were told declaring the season null and void cannot happen. The FA would block it. And there's nothing the Premier League oh, can do why about would it.
4: The, yeah, the FA would block it on what basis? I'll tell you on, one on thing the, for sure: if City the, were top of the league, they would void it.
1: Right. So that the, the, they apparently, when the Premier League was formed, right in '92, the FA was given a special power, and they have got this special veto, and they will block it on the grounds of of um, the two championship clubs not coming up. So. If you do it, then then obviously um, Leeds and West Brom uh, miss out. They say they don't want 22 clubs, so the, you, you can't promote them. The FA have threatened they will use it, and apparently they joined the conference call last week and said they will use it. And the EFL says, we will sue the Premier League. So the Premier League have said this is a non-starter. Null and void is just... It has to be finished on sporting merit. Um and the only other option I was about to bring in for Nigel, because uh, I spoke to him before, but anyone else can talk about it, is the Pools panel did their prediction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Pools this panel, the L- Littlewood Pools panel did their prediction. Do you know who it was? Two ex- it's two ex-players and the, Liv- and the, and the Pools um, chairman, isn't it? Go oh, on, so name the ex-players. I-, I don't know who the ex-players I- are. Ian Callahan, who played
0: for Liverpool, Liverpool and had a season at Swansea. And uh, David Sadler, who was in the Man United team that won the European Cup in
1: 1968. Now, they looked at all the data and the fixtures (laughs) left and everything. John, where do you think they ranked um, West Ham to finish in the league?
4: Uh, Well, probably about
1: 17th. 13th on the 41 points. (laughs) 13th? (laughs) 13th, yeah. They ranked... They released this last Friday. The Pools panel ranked West Ham to finish 13th from 41 points. Did did you see who finished 12th? Yeah, Spurs. One place behind Spurs, not one point. Seven points, I think it was. or Six
4: points between us and Spurs. That's what they reckoned. You know and you think, oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, they've just got to face up to the fact that whichever route they take, they're, they're going to end up in court. So, if they try and null avoid it, then they're going to get the FA and the whatever. Or if they try and do it by any of those systems, and we go down or Bournemouth go down or whatever, they're going to end up in court. So yeah. they're just going to have to decide which route they want to take. Because if they can't court get it up even and win, yeah, if they can't bring it for a sporting way, which I think is going to become less and less likely, because at the time of, you know you are going to be you are going to end up in middle of the summer or beginning of the next season. So yeah. they're going to have to decide which battle they want to fight, aren't they?
1: Right. Four other stories before we go to the questions, uh, not related to the restart of Premier League. So the first one, I know it's a London stadium story because I know um, he really likes his London stadium stories as Nigel. Love um uh, athletics in the last week have cancelled the anniversary games. I know you're all gutted oh. about that. Uh, Major League Baseball already cancelled. And Green Day have all but cancelled. They haven't actually cancelled. Green Day. Why. Greener Day. Uh, they haven't cancelled. They have cancelled. They've told everybody it's postponed. But they haven't actually cancelled their booking. Because at the moment, if they cancel their booking, they lose their deposit. <laughs> However... <laughs> This is funny. If football is going to be played on the dates that they, in late June, that they were supposed to be playing, they get compensation from the London Stadium. So they're holding out to cancel their booking <laughs> on the hope that West Ham are playing in late June and, and the London Stadium have to cancel on them and give them compensation. Any Either way, Greener Day... Are not playing with eighty thousand people on the twenty fifth of June or whatever the the date was they were planned to play. Now, what you may not know, uh, or you do if you follow Karen Brady on Twitter, is the new stands, these new squared off stands that are going to replace um, the Bobby Moore and Sir Trevor Brooking, have now been made, and they're waiting to install them. So, as John said, the construction people have been given the green light to go back in. Um, I spoke to the London Stadium. Owners last week, and I said when you installing them, and they said basically we're all waiting on the Premier League to make a decision when it starts. And waiting we've for got a skip. Waiting for a skip. We're waiting until we've got time to install uh, them. How much but did it, it cost for that season? Eleven million. Oh, it was eleven, 11 million. million. Eleven million. But it
0: only cost it's, a fraction. to mode, isn't
1: it? It's eleven million over five or seven years. So that includes all the moving. Yeah. So if you think it costs six million pound this year they don't have to move anything. That saves them six million pounds in yeah. moving the seats. It's almost paid so, for it not it? Well it has. Uh it costs eleven million to put these so it it's gonna save them money. Um the the other two bits of news, uh did you did you see the Middle East takeover nonsense on Twitter from that Inticala. Indie
3: no, I didn't.
0: Who's taking so over guy, the Middle East then?
1: Well, uh, apparently he's, <laughs> he, he's this guy who's got 303,000 followers. And, and about three weeks ago, he's the one he released that uh, Red Bull were back in to buy West Ham at a discounted place and sources close to David Gold said this. So we spoke to David Gold and he went, Utter fabrication. So yesterday, Indicala did exactly the same. He said, "I've I've got um, on good authority from a source very close to David Gold that David Gold. mystery Middle East investors are about to buy or do a full taker of West Ham." David Gold can deny this. We're okay with that. Uh, guess what? David Gold denied it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I know you'll be sad, but West Ham is not being taken over by a Middle East uh, consortium anytime soon. Um, two more stories. Everton oh, announced today go on. their refund <laughs> refund policy. So Everton are giving full refund to season ticket holders and tax uh, and uh, ticket holders uh, as of eleven others. 12 of now eight eight left to go in a call in West Ham. Um, you're probably aware Wissa and Hammers United have called for transparency from the club. I can tell you sources close to the club say West Ham will do the right thing. They will refund season ticket holders and or, or offer them a credit. Obviously, cash flow is tight and they prefer people to take a credit rather than the cash out. But if you want your cash out, you'll be able to do it the announcement should be as soon as today. In fact, it might be by the time you listen to this podcast, uh, the announcement might be made. Um, but all those, and I don't know. I previously said West Ham might not give a cash. Um, everybody's doing it. I don't think they could get away with not doing it. And my final story before we get to question. Will that be a victory of, for listening. Well, <laughs> I think they were going to do it anyway. I think it's got nothing to do with or Hamish United. Um There you go. Um, My last story, which I know that um, you'll 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 be really upset to hear, the Sunday Times Rich List came out yesterday, and both David Gold and David Sullivan are down on their luck in the last twelve months. David Sullivan is down three places. He's now only the hundred thirty fifth most richest person or family in the UK he's gone down to 1.1 billion he's he's lost 50 million in the year we might need to have a whip round david gold uh is down to 200 no he's up one place to 286 richest person in the uk with a mere 460 million uh, but he's down 10 million. He was 470 million. Oh, now, I think these, this list was right. compiled before the current pandemic. So I think they've lost a little so bit So this more, is but.
0: why yesterday people were banging on about their 60 million losses, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right.
1: So It's a story I wrote. It was a headline. Right. So was people were slagging off the pounds. club
0: and it was nothing to do with the club anyway.
1: Yeah. People just read these bloody headlines. That's why. Mm. Right, um, have we got anything else anyone wants to say before we go to question time?
3: No,
0: let's head, let's head In there. response oh, to know. that, quickly, I would just say to people, people, people always get wrapped up with this, oh, they've lost 60 million, they're going to use that as an excuse to sell Declan White. I see all this nonsense and crap come out. Yeah. People need to remember that personal wealth is different to West Ham's wealth. It the is, fact yeah. that they've lost sixty million has got nothing to do with West Ham United Football Club. No, it has, and the problem is, and I think perhaps Sean is perhaps the way you dress it up with your <laughs> red lines and your soppy articles that I don't read. But I'm guessing by people's reaction. The way you dressed it up was almost like... The headline like, was
1: sixty million. Yeah. yeah. Ham, so this
0: is And this then throws it back to where me and John and probably George in the past have said to you, you are a problem causer at times.
1: <laughs> a shit stirrer, I think is the word. You
4: are not part of the solution, show No, we? yeah. you not part, part of, of the problem. problem.
1: You, you know, do you not see that though?
0: If you want to write a story, why can't you just write a story and put it blame? Why do you, I haven't even seen the headline, but I can guess what it was by people's reactions? Because I'm thinking,
4: what are they West Ham
1: owners lose sixty million. Mm. That's that was a headline. Mm. Yeah. Since lockdown, in the last seventy-two days, we've written one thousand articles. <laughs> 1,000 yeah. articles uh, <laughs> <a> days. <laughs> so I don't think you've that many with football,
4: would you? Uh, uh, how many of have got any interest in them? Do you know what?
1: We can, we are bucking the trend crying. when it comes to advertisers, content, etc. You'll be surprised at the content we can find. And our loyal readers Well, are, we wouldn't are, be because we know you.
0: But, uh, you know, I'm sure others will be. We know where you get
1: getting all yeah. this from. Yeah. A- any anyway, s- any
4: sniff of anything as well. Oh, that, what a story
1: about that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's time for this. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, oh that was talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, we stop that. All right, no, no, right, yeah. carry on. Oh, no, 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 no. We started now. I've, I've, I've stopped it now. So I was going to say,
4: write a story how you became a Bayern Munich fan. That's a good story. Oh, no, I'm not
1: write that. oh. oh. it took a bit of stick for that. Anyway, <laughs> I was right. I think. Apparently <laughs> apparently, do you want to tell the story how I'm no 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 longer public enemy number one on West Ham till I die and Ian Dale, who, who's the founder and editor in chief of West Ham till I die, has taken over my, my spot.
4: Oh me. Yeah. Why well, oh. did you get grief for that for your by Munich choice? No. No. On no West
1: Ham no, no. till I die. No, I get grief for lots of things from West Ham. I I
4: think we should do a poll that if you go on a stag do and there's all these organized events, if you just disappear en route to one of the events and go to a football match because you prefer to do that, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing.
1: Well, do you know what? Ask, ask Nigel what his, um, uh, the Hammers poll. I did say, I'll give a, a shout out to Hammers poll. Hammers Poles have been doing a competition to win a retro shirt. And you had to ask a question. Now, I happened to win it uh, yesterday, but Nigel had a late uh, charge at me, ended up fifth, beat beat Flump. Ask, tell the boys what your question was uh, for your poll of poles, which you got two hundred seven. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Thanks. so I, I I see this advertised. I knew you was at the top anyway, because he had advertised it. And he, so i asked sex him a question saying, who would you rather be stuck in a lift with? David Gold, David Sullen, Karen Brady or Sean Whetstone? <laughs> um, but my, I made the mistake of actually saying, put me on last. And I think that was a mistake because he did it at nine o'clock at night. And I think if I'd have done it, because I called all the big guns out. Uh, you know, even X. Uh, you know, I didn't get X retweet it, but I mean, nearing up all the others. You know, got, oh, hang on, it got he did some
1: tracks. I, I re-
3: you retweeted I
1: retweeted it, and Clareton and Hugh retweeted it, and more than just a podcast retweeted it, and a few other accounts I've got. So I did try and help you,
0: Claret, and you finally unblocked me as well.
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so who won? Sean, Sean. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but but. But, but no, you, on your – no, I didn't win the who you would like to be in. Oh, actually, no, not stuck in the – no, Karen, Karen Brady. Brady
0: won. Yeah, I think
1: Tits won, actually. Karen Brady, 52%. Think <laughs> stuck in uh, David Gold was 24%, 25%. I was only 14.5%, and David Sullivan was last with 8.7%. Um, and A lot of people said none of the above, actually, to be fair.
0: Yeah, um, I missed that out. A, lot of, so a few people said I can't
1: vote in that. Yeah, but yeah, just to give a, a shout out, hammers polls on Twitter uh, for all your polls. And thank you very Sam, much what for you the won, retro man? shirt. I've won a retro shirt, and I think I'm going to go with the 1976 uh, shirt in extra, extra large, because I have put on a little bit of weight during the lockdown. Um, so, well, even, will... or
4: even when you've been doing all your TikToks?
1: I've only done. a... How do you know I've done TikToks? Because you, you sent them, them to, to us. Oh, I did, you... didn't I? Yeah, I did only. I only did a dance, all, that, all that
4: jumping did around you... and dancing around. And, and I was right?
1: out on my I was out on my, my, uh, bike yesterday on my downhill bike yesterday as well. That
4: doesn't surprise me
0: at all. Yeah, look at me and my bike. son doing jumps. Yeah, only only Finley
1: did jumps. Yeah, you were doing nothing. Right, yeah, I was filming. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Um, can we start now?
4: Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, question time. That was a good yeah. song. Facebook,
1: Twitter, question time.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's Facebook, Facebook, question time. I'm not going to say Twitter in there. You need to record that, George, actually. Um, well, get or get me the log it. into
0: Twitter and I'll look at it.
1: Um. Anyway, this is where Nigel reads out questions in funny accents and doesn't answer questions. Nigel.
0: Even though I do answer questions, and people are asking you stuff. Right. A friend of the show and a jazz fan, Mr. Stelios. Skip doop dip doop doop Yeah, man. Love my jazz. Nice. Go down one of his guts. Skip Clearly. Anyway, he says, Good to see even the shop dummies are social distancing. So I should add football is back, lads. Not as we know it, but still something better than nothing. Or is it? See, it was a question I asked. Did you catch any of the Bundesliga games on TV? What did you think of the games? Another question. Should we go the key K League route and use and summer shop dummies in the ground? As usual. Any other questions? Welcome. I don't know if you lads have seen this. Have you seen it? What happened in the K League? Yeah, did you post it, Sean,
4: somewhere? I
1: did post it. Yes, Um, they used sex dolls, yeah. I know two elderly gentlemen that could probably get some discounts on those dolls as well. All right. That's good to know. Uh, I mean, I did put a picture up
0: of one of the sex dolls, uh, which I did send to Sean, and with it circled, and he still didn't realise what the picture was about.
1: I didn't. Not until I, I mean, there's I a
0: dummy to. with the biggest pair of like gazungas, like in the world, and and you, it must be cold gazoongas. in Korea because we've got to cut the places to hang our hats as well. Um,
1: but I guess they were just fake, and you were saying they were fake, but it wasn't till I read the story right. about the yeah.
0: K League were using do sex dolls. Yeah, I know. Right, Stelios is back. <laughs> Says Nigel. <laughs> I know we've debated this several times. We have still. But money aside, what other reason is there for forcing football back so soon? Why not wait till September time where both you and I have suggested changing the league schedules would suit the forthcoming 2022 World Cup, which are going to disrupt the schedules anyway? So, other reasons for forcing football back.
4: I, I agree. I agree with that. Bring it back when everyone's happy to come back.
3: That's yeah, what I reckon. Yeah, me
4: too. Some.
1: well, it, it it's about broadcast rights, isn't it? They they need something to fill the telly, and, and as we heard, isn't it? You're, you're not going to, yeah. um, You're not going to fill it with Bundesliga uh, for the rest of because people are going to get bored of it, like John did after ten minutes. So, they want they want they don't want to wait till September. So if money. it is September, though, to be fair, that's the problem. And I think cancelling, you know, then you sort of cancel next season. Um, but you're right. It, all, You know, whether it's content or it all comes down to money, it's money, money. Actually, what I'm still money. saying
0: is something I wrote in an article way back in
1: March was finish the season
0: between October and December. Start season 2021, but don't call it 20. Start it in the January of 21, play till the September, October, have a break till the January and then, or you have a break halfway through for the Euros and then finish in the November, but then have a break till the next January 2022, in which case the season's going to have the World Cup in November, December time. Now, Bearing in mind that in 2022, they're going to want the players for four weeks before the World Cup. So we've got a problem now of eight weeks where the best players, well, it's not a problem for us, probably. I doubt we'll have many going to the World Cup, but Poland might make it and we might lose our keeper. Then what we what trouble are we are going to be in? Uh, I mean, is that the Qatar World Cup as yes, well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. What fun. And, uh, Happy birthday to Stel. Because oh, birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Stel. Yeah. Big ones. 60? 65? Is it 65 or
0: 60? He looked about, well, he's probably aged, he's probably cut five years off by shaving his beard off and cutting his hair. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think he went a bit stir crazy in lockdown. Um,
1: so. Uh, Talking of that, you still got your blonde hair, John, or has he shaved it off now?
4: Uh, it's gone now, the blonde hair, yeah real slim jb judge rinder
1: judge, judge rinder, <laughs> judge, rinder.
4: <laughs> judge, Rind- judge rinder is no more
1: oh yeah oh that's a
0: shame dear, oh dear. uh all right my ansoms uh says richard dodds i didn't catch the german football as my super six results show what were your scars sean what'd you get on super six sean
1: i forgot I forgot to do Super Six. If I'm honest with you, completely passed me by. So I, I think with Super
0: Six, what we'd we'll do is it might be an idea to finish the season if if they're not going to do Premier League, and and have two. So give the winner the top prize and then have a Bundesliga prize as well. Um, I'm in the top five. Uh, <laughs> Uh, how much weight have each of you put on in this lockdown truthfully now George putting your weight on
3: I don't think I have um, Not, I don't actually wear myself that often but I'm not feeling my jeans still fit anyway and my golf trousers still fit when I put them on like the weekend so that's good
2: alright
4: John yeah me, me too mate I don't I haven't got a clue no one's told me I'm chubbier and everything still fits so I don't really weigh myself that often
1: Little legs. <laughs> four and a half stone. I put four and a half stone. I'm now 57 and a half stone.
0: Fucking okay, hell. You're just like a potato really, isn't
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> like, like a no, I, 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 I don't weigh myself. I have put some weight on. There's a reason for um, like that. But, yeah. But I don't. I, I don't weigh myself. I'm
3: surprised so you've know. put weight on Sean with all the cycling and jumps you've been
1: doing. I
4: know.
3: He about
0: you,
1: that's, why he couldn't,
0: that's why he couldn't show us the jumps he did because obviously the bike wouldn't and... leave the ground with him on it.
1: No, no, no. I bought this new downhill bike from a fat lad and, uh, uh, like in, uh, locally. Um saying he he was a big old lad, so I knew it was it would take me away. Oh, did you It was on Facebook. Oh, it was up for two hundred and sixty, right? This downhill bike. It was a really nice one. It was a little bit old. So I had a word with him and I said, um uh you know, I sort of knocked him down to two hundreds and then I said look for he said, Well I want it out my garage so I, I knocked him down on the phone to 160 uh, before I arrived.
0: Him. You won it And I went around went oh, there. Sure
1: I there. he is. I, oh, Does that surprise I, you, Nigel? No. I had 120 sobs in my hand. I gave him 120. I said, I'll give you 120. And he went, but the tyres cost me 60. I said, is that a yes or a no? And he said, yeah, all right then. And he, 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 he sold it uh, to so you, it just so you agreed it so... on the
3: phone, 160 pounds, and you went there with 120? Did
1: you take your dag with you?
3: That is just so rude.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I had yeah. another 40. It's so but I, had to, I had to test drive it, and I had test to drive look it. at the state of it. And, you know, it's a buyer's market. Did he live so on a I hill? the bloke? Um, he lived in a private estate, you see. Did he live on he a hill? A, he lived in a private estate in a £2 million house, and I thought, I can really, really do a good
4: Wasn't deal it? with it. Were you going to pick that bike up, a central journey, Sean?
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't start lecturing me. If you want to start lecturing people on lockdown, you need to talk to Nigel. Oh, anyway, no,
4: I'm but... just i just asking the question.
1: Well, it was because I needed to get exercise, so I I drove there. Hold up,
0: hold, up, hold up. If you want ex- exercise, buy an uphill bike. If you're buying Daniel, you ain't got a pedal.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you're and you're. I can just see you, I... someone who hasn't ridden a bike for about. 20 years, you're those people that I've been shouting at I, I, on the uh, I
1: detoured my way to the supermarket, John, that's all. Do you have an helmet? Uh, I do have a helmet, <laughs> yes, thank
0: you. <laughs> Did you put your Lycra on? I didn't put like a was move, your sponsor on, on, move on. was sponsored Was sponsored
4: by Enios or whatever? No, not, not, not anyway. I mean. It's uh, not the weight of the issue. It's the liver damage. I would have thought's an issue in my house.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, for me personally, I don't know. I, my jeans still fit, and and my shorts still fit. Uh, the belly's hanging a bit lower though, over the top. Um, Muffin top. Yeah, but and he, he also says this is Dodsey, uh, did any of us shop in the discount over the weekend in the West Ham shop? Did you all get your 20% off?
3: I didn't, but wow. I saw someone moaning on Twitter that they wanted to buy a shirt, and it said 20% off, and it was £35 reduced to 32
1: Yeah. It's a bug. I, I spoke to the club about this just about before we came on air. Did you really? It was actually... I, I did. I, I was about to write an article saying... Um, a retail maths shocker or or a brady can not add up headline but actually the 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 uh, shirt in question was 40 quid it was reduced to 32 which is 20% but a bug in the retail software put it down as 35 so there you go all right so they, they can i'll add tell up you what i'll throw
0: this at you then yeah cool pre sale he won't catch yeah? it while the while the season was still going on yeah, you could buy a Pellegrini minifigure for a pound. Yeah, yeah. in the sale, 20% off, he's still a pound. Yeah, now, well, I want, what, you... I want, I'll pay 80p for him, but I'll tell you what, I'm not paying a pound.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> if you go also in the homeware, there's a Patrick uh, Evera, Evera, Um, Patrice
4: Evra for
1: everyone else. Patrice Evra plus Patrick Evra £2.50 That's not got 50% uh, 20% off either Nigel. Yeah,
0: Shocking. (laughs) Oh dear.
1: (laughs)
4: Oh
3: dear.
1: Did we actually ask uh, Dodds Question because I know he gets very upset when Yeah, we did. He asked if
3: any of us put weight on.
1: Yeah, did yeah. we put eye yeah, on? Yeah, have we, we shot? Anything. He also right.
0: says, When will the more than just a podcast football team resume training and what measures have you taken to protect us? Well, Sean's got stabilizers on his Daniel bike. Because <laughs> uh, if he falls off, there'll be some tremors. Well, more worried the uh, Surrey boys than it will us over in East London. <laughs> uh, Ed Hughes. That's not me. Yes. Says uh, Anne Summers could sell the dolls to other Premier League clubs to fill the grounds, giving GNS the money they need to invest in the club over the summer. Here, Sean, this is this is a story for you. You should take this to Golden Sullivan and say to them yeah. Gold can't open did his shop. I said man. that earlier. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Have a word with them. They knock them out all around the grounds. They just, they um easy to store as well because they inflate, don't they, most of them? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, apparently, apparently this is a true story. Um, the, the sale of sex toys have gone up in the pandemic, actually, and summers are doing very well. As you probably know, they do a sort of party, but they've been doing Zoom online sex parties and summers parties. And apparently sales have gone up during the pandemic. Penis-shaped <laughs> pasta is also a big seller.
4: Maybe that's what happened with your Zoom meeting, Nigel. Your mum got mixed up with one of those things. She
2: joined a virtual I didn't <laughs> think about
4: that, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's still me at my house. I was in tears the other day. Yeah, when we <laughs> <take that up. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. we
0: was laughing about that yesterday, Funny enough. Um, uh, Taffy Woodback just goes, Monica. Yeah. I don't right. Huh? I, the man's in China. I don't know if he's been on the bat soup, but anyway, uh, Paul <laughs> Nolan. It's the chauffeur. He says, "Afternoon, gentlemen." It's the chauffeur. Afternoon. Here. Afternoon. He didn't watch any of the German games as the team I follow, St Pauli, are not in the top flight in Germany. No, they're in Bundesliga two. Uh, St Pauli, a very left-wing, uh, weird football team, uh, based in Hamburg. Who sell more T-shirts than any other club? I think in Germany, they've got skull and crossbones as their logo. I don't know if you boys know that. No, 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 and, and check I'm them out. A football but no, check them out because th- their tunnel is painted like totally black with with, with like hell and devil like motifs. They do uh, very left-wing. the no, ground. No, they
4: are yeah. inclusive and everybody <laughs> come in. Please, come
0: well, and join us. No. They're like left-wing communist revolutionaries uh, based oh. in Hamburg.
1: Um, are you talking about West Ham Till I Die um, posters again or not? No. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No.
0: Oh, it's what it basically, yes, yeah, people have been, it's been all, in people have gone down, stir-crazy over in West Ham till I die. Um, he does go on to say, I have to say, that football really ain't anything without fans, and it looked like a practice match from what he's seen. Read the FCC all and the sex dolls. Sure, we could fill our stadium with them from Ann Summers, although I can't help thinking about the episode of Only Fools and Horses and the blow-up dolls. <laughs> <laughs> uh also to let you know in a previous life i went around summer's office and met jacqueline gold and it was a surreal experience as i was trying to sell them something and when i went into the boardroom it was surrounded by rabbits and not the ones that eat lettuce
3: sean uh, i've been so, in that i've been in that boardroom
0: so over uh, you now
3: mm. down at Whiteleaf, leaf in it i can't remember where it was but yeah it was in my early itv days
0: yeah uh, so my question to you all is have you had any meetings that caught you off guard and surprised you hmm. that
4: was
1: george then not me i'm not I'm
4: off in the meeting world particularly
1: sean um uh, that caught me off guard and surprised me i don't know uh i i was telling a story name-dropping story i did uh my hammers 11 with uh DJ Russi who's who's the DJ at West Ham and he's been doing loads of different people um and I I told about a chance meeting in a lift with Rio Ferdinand um and I didn't know what to say I was Star Trek and I went you're Rio Ferdinand he went yes I am you're a Star Trek yeah I was I didn't know was what to say I wasn't I wasn't um expecting to meet Rio Ferdinand in oh. the uh in the Shangri-La at uh, the Shard and I just said to him you're Rio Ferdinand. So just to said, be clear,
3: you, went, you, went up, you, went, you took Rio Ferdinand up the Shard?
1: Well, uh, down the Shard, actually. Down we were coming down. Yeah. I was taking him down the Shard, not up the Shard. We were coming down from the shangri restaurant. To- so having,
4: having been up the Shard with, with Rio Ferdinand, you've come down together and you were Star Trek.
1: Yeah. I was, and I just said, I didn't yeah. know what to say to him. But of all the things <laughs> I said to him, I said, you're Rio Ferdinand, something he already knew. Uh, and then I'm a picture taken with him. And I said, yeah. can I have a picture taken of you with me? And he said, yeah, of course. There you go. Oh, I like you. No, but that's not really a meeting story, but I did meet someone and I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah,
0: I, I did that with Dave Harris from my, uh, Iron Maiden. I was marking him in a football game and I recognised him and I couldn't think where he was from. And he he, he was wear, wearing uh West Ham wristbands. He on stage he wears his West Ham uh, sweatbands on his wrists and playing football and once did flats he had his he had his sweatbands on. And I went, Fuck me, mate, you're Dave Harris out of Iron Maiden." And he did the same, yeah I know. And uh <laughs> also um what's his name out of the Pogues, the lead singer, Shane McGowan. Shane McGowan. Now that was weird. I got called to a job in Ivory to change the locks on a Sunday. So I get there and it's a flat above a shop. So the woman comes down, do the bizzo. It's, it's, I love a Sunday job because it's double bubble as well, a uh, bit of extra bunts. So I go upstairs, is a cheque all right? So I go, yeah. So I sit at the table, write the bill out, and the woman shouts out, Shane, you've got to sh- sign the cheque. Sitting there watching the telly was a geezer, looked like a tramp. Up these steps, I'm looking, it's Shane McGowan at the Pogues. And I, and I do like the Pogues, I've seen them a few times. I'm thinking, that's Shane McGann, and she could see me looking, and he came over and spoke to me. I don't know what he said, though. (laughs) You couldn't understand what he said, and he's not even though he's not Irish, he was born in North London, I believe, or brought up in North London. He just said something to me, and I had to look at the woman, and she just went, Shane, just sign the cheque so the man can go, and then he just mumbled something else. And the thing is, is I've now got Shane McGowan's autograph, haven't
3: I? I didn't oh, cash it. Did you but never cash this it? This is the
0: thing, but it's worth more to me as the check than the autograph or something. And, oh, so I've got the missus, told missus, I said, I don't know what to do with this check. And, you know, so she said, if you don't fucking cash it, I'll hit you over the head and I'll do it. So obviously it had to go to the bank.
4: Well, yeah, that cheque was probably, new lot, the old locksmiths, are probably worth a grand, wasn't it? No, 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 no. This is early 90s. We, oh, it,
0: it would 700. Been, no, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was about 150, 160 quid, oh. uh, plus VAT. <clears throat> anyway. So a grand. <laughs> so, and uh, uh, waiting time. Uh, anyway, uh Friend of the show, Lewis Aaron Tratt. Is that Karen Brady giving us fans the peace out sign? I think he's talking about the post of the woman. Uh, you'd have to see the picture. Off topic, he yeah. says, What's your favourite West Ham goal of the eighties, nineties or double O's, but not including the v. Wimbledon? He gives you some clues. He's got Ince v Villa, Slater versus Sunderland with the Aim and Dolan Flick, Decanio Chelsea away, and Danny Williamson v Bolton.
4: Danny Williamson. I oh, should play golf. Oh, him? I really liked him. Yeah, can't, good,
1: can't, good can't, we can't we go can bring out modern? and Go for the Andy Carroll scissor kick or one of um, uh free kicks? Yeah, but if you will.
4: Goal. Yeah, right, one, one of one of my favourite goals that I recently because I'm shit. My memory is terrible, but I, I think the Anderson goal against Man United, where he yeah sort of backhilled it across, his passer the keeper.
3: Um, I'm going to go for the uh, – well, I'm just trying to think what goals I've celebrated the most. I the, uh, very much enjoyed Marlon Harewood's goal in uh, at Villa Park. Yes. Again, in the cup semi-final. Um, thinking of that cup final as well, I very much enjoyed uh, when we went 2-0 up. Was it the own goal first or second? First. Dean Ashton scored. Second, second yeah. and I yeah. remember just turning to dad going, What is going on? We're two and up in a cup final <laughs> when Dean Ashton scored, so that would always stick in my memory. Let's not talk about what happened after that, but yeah, that, those two do. So, both in that cup run, actually.
0: All right, that's good. Uh, mine would be t- Tony Cotty, I think it was against Forest in front of the North Bank. And he he did this like scissor kick. It was like outstanding. It was up there with the Caneos, To be fair, to Cotty, if you think how short he is as well, so he had further to leap. <laughs> so, how uh, sure. much is he? Well, recent I, I go play point. at Man United because when he lined up to take that free kick, I looked at Bill and went, "He's going to have to do something special to get this
1: in," uh, and he did. I'm going to change mine to um, Vic Watson. Uh, oh, yeah. nineteen twenty-nine <laughs> against Leeds. Nineteen twenty nine uh, against Leeds. Nineteen 9th of February, nineteen twenty nine. I think you remember it was an eight-two win over Leeds, and he scored this amazing. He scored six goals that day, but but the overhead kick um, in those long shorts was just a <laughs> sight. <to be laughs> Sorry, when was it
0: again? 1929. All right. 9th of February.
3: I've got a barbecue
0: to start. Where have you Googled that from? The the greatest West
4: Ham goals or something. Yeah, I've I've just
0: checked. He is right. They did beat Leeds on the 9th of February, 1929. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Liam Tyrrell, our friend in the north, uh, he didn't watch it as he never had Sky or BT subscription, well, neither revile him, to be fair. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but he, he did ask, what's this used over the Tannoy Gold celebration? And he's put, uh, craftwork, showroom dummies.
1: Hey. Hey. Talking of streams, by the way, if you want to stream, talk to us. We'll put you in touch with our friend Woody, uh, who can always sort out football screens of any... Any uh, requirements, let's just say.
4: And it's very high quality. And very good. Yeah.
1: And thanks for renewing me, Woody. Cheers. German's finest. Oh, what?
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> craftwork. There you go. Bit of craftwork there for you people. Has there been a better band out of Germany?
4: Craftwork? Um, I think craftwork are very good. Groundbreaking of their time. Mm. Of their time.
0: Sean love a bit of Tour de France, wouldn't he? Now he's got his bike. Oh, hey. yeah, yeah, I definitely. Can see you going yeah. downhill on your downhill bike.
1: It does go uphill as well, by oh, the way. Oh, does it? Yeah, but you have to pedal. don't know. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's electric. No, it's <laughs> not electric. <laughs> it's not electric. Go on, get Right, on Paul
0: it. Sanders says, hi, all. all hi. Right. She's right. he, he, quite funny, I say He watched the Bayern versus Onion game yesterday. And the reason why it's funny is because I think the commentator was Paul Dempsey, and even though they're called Union Berlin and it's spelt Union, for whatever reason, Dempsey pronounced it Union.
4: Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand
1: salads and still lost 50 pounds.
2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
0: And I don't know if that's the German for union, but why not just call them fucking union? You know? All right, language. Well, you see, you know, know, it's like when people call Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry, it's Thierry Henry. Just call him that. Yeah. Anyway, went <laughs> over. <laughs> he watched the Bayern versus Onion game yesterday. And it, while it was a welcome distraction, he can't say he'll watch it again. Oh, it we wasn't that welcome. Goes to prove that it's the fans and the atmosphere that makes the Premier League what it is today. Yeah, but he was watching the Bundesliga, Paul. I'll just point it out. Uh, he does point out if he wanted silence, he'd have supported Arsenal, which is a good point to be fair. So, I mean, this, Ooh. you know, behind closed doors could benefit Arsenal up the league, isn't it? Uh, keep up oh, the good work, no. chaps, he says. Uh, Ziggy Stardust says, evening all. He didn't watch any of the foreign footy. Oh, yeah, I missed Mr. UKIP, as it really don't interest me. Uh, I reckon the Dildo Brothers should have some surplus blow-up dolls they could sit in the LS for our games. They probably have. Uh, which reminds me of a funny story of uh, when I did some lock work in Dodgy Dave's... <laughs> for his skate shop and me and my mate were playing with the blow up dolls and the bloke went, mate, don't muck a bat with them, they're the returns. But anyway <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that a true story? That is a true story. Yes. I used to, I used to repair the locks for Dodgy Dave. He he had a big factory on Thames Road in Barking and obviously a couple of his shots one in so one in Forest Gate. Yeah. Me and my mate were mucking about with the Bark dolls out the back. The geese looked around and went, I wouldn't muck about with them lads. (laughs) That's the returns. Um, He says, it's looking like the season may well be finishing. But do you lot think that when we can finally return to crowds in the grand, West Ham will still sell as many season tickets? Good point. Or do you think the long layoff has made fans realise they don't miss it and can't be bothered to renew?
4: Are does club worried, Sean? That's interesting.
1: I think the club are worried about a number of things. But... um, Mm.
3: They're
4: I think worried. It will actually. have an impact. I think it will.
1: They're worried that there will be that the whole of next season will be played behind closed doors, and they won't be able to use all the seats. So, you know, you may you may say, well, you know, season tickets, but they think either, you know, there will have to be two meter distancing, and therefore, instead of sixty thousand, there might only be thirty thousand, or even less, or uh, no no fans at all, and, and next season will have to, be, have to be played behind closed doors as well, so I think that's a bigger concern to them, rather than what, what fans decide. Well, That that would be funny if that happened, in the fact that they've
0: spent £11 million having no seating put in. <laughs> just, well, they
1: haven't. No, the no, you have. You have. As, as, are you not you a see, taxpayer then? I'm not a London taxpayer, because I'm in Surrey, so John uh, is a London taxpayer, you are a London taxpayer, but George and myself are not London taxpayers, so we don't pay towards the London Assembly and we don't pay towards the London
0: Stadium. That priest assumes I pay tax. Anyway, Mark (laughs) Mirosovic-Sorgo says, Hello, fellow lockdownies. You are right, Mark? He's got no interest in German or Korean football. At a stretch, I will watch a Premier game that West Ham United are not playing in, but neither Real Madrid nor Barcelona will tempt me. He says, give me the hammers every time. Uh, the Wizard of Wales, Maid Miriam, pops up. George, no question for George this week, as in the words of Peter Gabriel, no doubt, supper's ready. Uh, John. No barbecue yeah. at yeah. Barbecue. John, You ready, John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no question for John, as I'm assuming in the words of Jim Royal, podcast my ass. Anyway, question for Sean and Nigel, though. (laughs) After the start-up of the German league being a bit of a bore fest in my eyes, what are your thoughts on the following proposal? So he's come up with a proposal. You ready? Sean, complete this season starting in August, finish it in September, Delay next season till after the expected second spike of virus in October, starts again in January. Each team plays each other once with this current season's finishing positions, which were decided in September, dictating who has the additional home game of the 19. We can even rename that the COVID-19, having played just 19 games each. Topical, call, but I can't no. see it
1: working. No. No. Why? No. no. Um, we should just carry on. Uh, it's You know, we've got to worry about the global brand of the Premier League, the global brand all of the the brand, brand. All and the all of these blimmin' players but Eve is crying about safety. We should just get on with it. You yeah, get on with it. Tarts. Matthew. There will be a few. There will be some collateral damage. You know, a few may die, but at the end of the oh, day, that's yes. all right. As long as a brand carries it. <laughs> or the Millwall schools.
0: <laughs> uh, fans. Uh, players. Oh, no, i have just got that. Uh, cut that out. Uh, Matthew Kemp says, we need to play the games so the decision regarding relegation doesn't go to a vote. With you there, Kempy. Uh as your brother's doing, uh, anyway. Uh, now they've not got Spandau Ballet. The Germans have shown us how it's done. Lanzini and others need to show up now to step up and finish the season. Like Lanzini, the chicken shit who don't even want to play. On the plus side, I wonder if Wilshire or Yarmolenko would get any games. They must be fit now. Crikey, even Andy Carroll should get some game time for Newcastle.
1: Did you hear what Wilshire said? He, he did a podcast yes. for um, Arsenal saying how he loves Arsenal. It was He wanted to stay there, even though he was a Boyhood West Ham fan. And he only left because he was forced out. He did a deal with uh, Wenger, but Emery, Dick Emery, forced him out saying, I've got no future for you. And he was forced to go to West Ham. Great. Cheers. Thanks, Wilshire it might be the truth knew that anyway. we all kind of knew Yeah, that, but don't surely. tell people that. Don't tell people that. Don't tell them, don't go on Arsenal. He don't care, does podcast. he? Does he really? He was also in the top 20 of richest sportsmen. Did you see that? He's got like 20 million quid. Youngest young sportsman in the rich list. He he uh he made the top 20 and you're thinking how? He's just he just sat there and just earned his dough, isn't he? Have some respect, Jack. Have some respect, Michael Malin,
0: I'm not Palin, Malin. Uh, Nigel, your opinion, please. De Canio's volley at Chelsea or De Canio's volley against Wimbledon? Both sensational. He's going Wimbledon because he couldn't believe what I saw. Uh, ooh, tough one, tough one. The the, the Chelsea one was, was, was the way flicked the ball up a few times, juggled it, and then smashed it in against Kudacini, who was a better goalkeeper than Sullivan. You could say the Chelsea won, but I think the Wimbledon won because it was something that I'd never, ever seen before. And and the Wimbledon won, he was further away from the goal or, or, or out wide. I don't think we realise how far out wide he was to cut it back. So we'll go with the wind Would you agree with that, lads? Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh Blinda The fake Greek. Uh unlike Stelios, who's a real Greek. Uh in Cypriot. Well, they're all the same, mate. Uh unless you're from North oh. Cyprus, then you're Turkish. Uh evening peeps. Uh no, he didn't see German football. Or she didn't, sorry. <laughs> uh not for me. I think the blow-up crowd dolls are the way forward, she says. Aye, aye, Bill. Something you want to tell us? I would reinstate my Sky Sports subscription to see that, she says. Did you see Match of the Day top 10 premier goals of all time? Alan Shearer at the Caneos go at number five. No taste. Loving the show. Hope you're all well and safe. Four kisses, one each, lads. <laughs> mm. uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, Sean seemed to enjoy that more than anyone else, though, uh, Uh, Ian Gravitt, he's got a serious question. When would this club be run properly? I thought you had a serious question. Come on. Uh, When you think of the players we've produced in the past and how some have gone on to win honours in the game whilst we consider finishing the top 10 a successful campaign?
4: It's not likely to happen anytime soon, is it?
0: No. Paul Turner's got a question for George. Uh well, Paul. Good chat today. Uh, can George create a jingle and play it every time Sean mentions Claret and Ball?
1: This is a Wed Stand podcast, not a Claret and Ball podcast. But always a good I show, don't, lads. I've hardly mentioned Claret and Hugh probably once in the whole episode, actually.
4: Well, you certainly I've, have. Well, I'd to differ. The
1: there was a whole section on it. Yeah, but we didn't. I didn't use the word Clarence Hugh in it. Oh. I, mean, I mentioned it more, like, three times in this segment, saying Clarence Hugh three times without saying it the rest of the podcast. I wrote an article.
0: I wrote an article. I wrote an article. Yeah, well, I, didn't I didn't say oh, where. Oh,
1: fucking
3: hell. All right, come on. It's an anyway, hour and a half. Yeah, we're
0: getting
3: there.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've still got time then. Phil Walker, afternoon, gents. He says, tidying up some stuff in my shed. And come across this birthday card from the missus. It's good to know. It's uh it's a birthday card as it says best wishes. Looking at it, it is the centenary season, or the fake centenary season of nineteen ninety five. It's good to see. Cheers for that. And with that happy birthday card. I don't know if it's your birthday today, Phil Walker, but anyway. Happy
3: birthday for your birthday, Phil.
0: Whenever your birthday card
3: is. Yeah, whenever. And um that's end Facebook
1: question time. Oh, right. Three, and we will three, make it just in time uh, at half past five for uh, George to start his barbecue. barbecue. Three, uh, quickly predictions. So it, what, the predictions this week is when will the Premier League finally make a decision, uh, Nigel? Uh,
0: June the 3rd, my wedding anniversary. Okay. John?
4: Uh, the last day they working day of May, whichever that'll be,
3: end of May,
1: okay. George, June,
0: June the 1st.
1: Yeah, oh, that's what I was was gonna say with my wedding. I was gonna say next Monday, the 25th of. May, but, but that is bank the holiday. bank holiday, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm going to go Tuesday. So does that mean we get Tuesday. a
4: day off? That's good, isn't it? Say
0: yeah. that
1: again? Is, is it a bank holiday?
0: Next Monday, yeah. Next I'm supposed Monday. to be back to work next Monday. What am I supposed to say? Oh, I can't go. <laughs> <this King>
4: holiday, <laughs> yeah. so it's a bank
0: holiday, yeah. I think they'll be impressed. That's, I might
1: try it though.
4: I'll <laughs> uh, <laughs> be on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. I have been Sean. Nigel has been... Oh, yeah, the same. Uh, John has been just happy to be here and George has been a barbecue king yeah come on you barbecues Bye. I'll be the same Bye. come Bye. on you mine more than just a podcast Bobby more more than just a
2: podcast Bravo! I loved it. Oh, it was
1: great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.